Well, all right, here we go. Four, three, two, one. Hey, good morning. Welcome, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to my first podcast. This is Speak Up with Christopher Thomas. Today's Saturday, July 11th, 2020. Wow, time is flying. Well, you know what? Yesterday we talked about Black Lives Matter. Let's change the subject. Let's get back to something that I personally know a lot about, and that's surfing. Now, for all you surfers out there, I'm sure you all got stories. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you how I personally got into it and who the people are that I know and how they interacted in my life and how they changed me to become, well, I became a professional surfer, also a a body double, an actor. I started in a few television programs and this is how I got started. Look, this is how it all began. First off, I wasn't born in California. I was born in New York. My father was in the military. He brought our family and my brothers and sisters out here to California. First, we went to Lancaster and Palmdale. He was in the Air Force and he worked on a secret program out there called the YF-12A, which is now called the SR-71 Blackbird, which is still one of the, I think it it still holds the world record for high altitude and the fastest uh, jet in the world. Anyways. That's what got us to California. After that, when my father retired from or got out of the Air Force, he brought us to Huntington Beach. And he worked for a different type of company. And on the weekends, I mean, obviously, Huntington Beach, the term beach, we were only a few blocks away from the ocean. And my father liked to fish. My father liked other things. And he would take us down there. This is now I'm right about six years old. And, um, hey, I I saw people surfing. Now, I remember the first time I saw people surfing at at the pier. I always remember this one guy, and I think his name was George. And he used to wear a bright orange helmet. And he used to surf the south side of the pier. And I used to watch this guy. And I used to watch these people. And I'm thinking, now that's the type of sport for me. I mean, obviously, I'm six years old. So the only thing I know right now is the things that my father has showed me and I had seen on TV, which is American football. Um, baseball, obviously. And um, my father was a huge fan of boxing and I was a huge fan of boxing time. But, okay, so I regress. Go back to the surfing part. I kept seeing it, I kept seeing it, I kept seeing it. I remember when I was younger, I think it was 66 or 67 when they had the U.S. Surf Championships on the south side of the pier. My father took us down there. And I remember seeing, I think it was Corky Carroll, um, David Nueva, uh, Duke Kamanamoko was there. I mean, these were the names in those days. I'm sure there were some others, and I apologize if I forget, but these are the names that I remember, especially Corky, because after living in Huntington Beach for over 40 years, we became friends, and, and I've known him almost all my life. David Nueva and me, eventually, I'm going a little bit ahead, eventually became teammates with uh, Dino Surfboards. And this is when he first started David Nueva um, Surfboards with Dick Lippincott. But that's how I got started, is I remember seeing the U.S. Surf Championships, and I just, I had to have a part of it. I I just, I, I wanted to be a surfer. So I convinced my dad that when he would go there on the weekends and his free time when we had holidays or whatever, would he let me go into the water? Obviously, I proved to him that I knew how to surf. I used to hang out with the lifeguards and stuff. I started to meet some some kids, and and I saw that you know they had little surfboards and stuff. I finally talked him into getting me 
my first surfboard. It wasn't a surfboard, it was a belly board. My father for my birthday took me down to Newport Beach. There used to be a place called Freedom Surfboards right in front of the pier on the other side of Blackie's. And he bought my first belly board. I actually learned to surf on my belly board. Obviously, <laughs> what are you when you're six, seven years old? I mean, what do you weigh? I mean, like, like 50 pounds maximum. So I could actually surf on that board. They told me this is, this is for laying down. This is what we call a belly board. Now, I could paddle that thing and I could stand up on it. And that's what I actually did. I learned to surf on that board. Eventually, as I got a little bit older, my father made me a board and then they bought me a board and I started spending more time and I started seeing, um, you know, more surfing videos at the surf theater over there on 5th Street or was it 6th Street? I think it was 5th Street and um, yeah, 5th Street and, you know, I, I just got more involved into it, but Here's the people that I remember growing up, especially at the pier. Obviously, the, the most famous was Dukamana Mokopur. They put a statue of him at the, at the front of the pier. And I think it was in 67, 66 or 67 was the first time I actually saw him. Now, the other people that had a major influence on me, obviously, was David Nueva, Mike Purpose, um, Guys like that that used to come to Greg Lore, I remember he used to come to the pier. I think he was from Florida. I don't remember what part, but he came there. I remember Jock Sutherland. I remember uh, Ricky Rasmussen. He came, I think he was from New Jersey, uh, if I remember correctly. And there were some others that came there. Now, in my city, it was at that time... I was with, this is now 1974, I was with Dino Surfboards on Main Street. The owner was Dick Lippincott. Uh, Randy Steingart, we called him Mouse, was in charge of the, the place. He was the manager there. And when I started trying to become a competitive surfer, my teammates were David Nueva, uh, Carl Hayward, Michael Rice, um, Jeff Smith. Who else am I leaving out there? Probably some others. But then I also remember around the corner was Greek surfboards, and I was a, a friend of Bob Boland. He had Hans Hiedemann and people like that. Hans Hiedemann was just a little bit more than me. And he was like the kid star at that time that came from Hawaii. Um, that's how I started in, in Huntington Beach with those guys. Surfing north side of the pier. Sometimes south side, I was more of a north side kid. And that's because the boys took me over there, Mike Downey. Um, took me over to that side. He's a little bit older than me. He was like one of the, the key people that was there. Um, George, obviously. George, um, the, the guys from uh, George Draper Surf Shop from George's were always on Northside Tambien. Chewy was on that side. Um, Reno was on that side. But anyways, those are the guys I grew up with. Now, the people that I idolize, and this is where we're going to change the subject now, a little bit less of me and more of talk about surfing. I mean, I, I remember the bull. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was the guy. I, I remember seeing pictures of him, video him at Makaha, YMA. I mean, the bull is just, he's the bull. I mean, incredible in those days with those freaking boards. Those boards are like, seriously, like 40 pounds with those big old keel fins. No rocker. Just fucking 
dropping in on these bombs at Makaha and Waimea. Just incredible. I remember when I was a kid, when they had just started to surf pipe. People didn't surf pipe. People really didn't surf Waimea. There was other places like Second Reef Laniakea. People didn't surf, but back again, I regress. Uh, The Bull, Fred Hemmings, Jock Sutherland, guys like that. I mean, that's what, what, what got me more into surfing was seeing those guys in black and white film, black and white photos and stuff. And then in my heyday, you know, came, like I said, you know, came like guys like Mike Purpose and, and those guys like that. Then as I got a little bit older, obviously came guys like Sean Thompson, Terry Fitzgerald, uh, Denke Aloha, Larry Bertelman, Buttons, Kahulio Kalani, Ben Aipa, um, those are guys that when I was 16 and I took off and I went to my first trip to Hawaii, those are guys that I surfed Kaiser's Bowl, surfed Alamoana with. I surfed a lot of mornings with Ipa over there. I mean, he was such a big, round, happy dude. I remember seeing the Ipa stingers. I just couldn't believe how that, that high wing used to used to work with those guys and how they'd slide the fin all the way up in that long fin box, especially Larry Bertelman. I mean, he... He just blew my freaking mind. Dane Kealoha was more like the power. He, he was the power guy. Um, Larry was total finesse. I mean, that was incredible to see those guys, especially in those days. Um, I had a friend of mine uh, that was good friends with Roy Russell and good friends with Jerry Lopez. And unfortunately, he he passed away. His name was Robbie Husick. He passed away surfing at Pipeline. But he introduced me to those guys, introduced me to some of the North Shore guys like Robbie Brown, who had started Town & Country Surfboards. And um, he he took me to that side over there. So I I got to know like OT Dub and, and, you know, Uwakai State Park, um, Log Cabins, Firehouse, Pipe, Laniakea, all those places. Rest in peace, Robbie. Uh, he, he was a cool dude. Um, I, I mean, I got to see all of the greats. Those are the people that influenced me that got me in, into pro surfing. I don't know about you guys. I mean, a lot of people, when, when they talk about who their heroes were, I mean, almost everybody goes back to just Tom, Tom Curran. And they don't remember the other guys like the Wounded Goal, like Mark Richards and, and Sean Thompson, Michael Thompson, and Terry Fitzgerald. Um, uh, I mean, the, these are guys that they incorporated surfing. They changed it. Simon Anderson, when he created the thruster and put the three fins in the board, and all of Australia, I mean, instantly had that. That's what made them such a huge force, Australia and South Africa, because they had the thruster before we had it in California. Um, was just unbelievable, unbelievable moment in in history and I'm sure you you guys all have your your all favorites and stuff I mean obviously one of my favorites and he's I consider him a good friend is Kelly Slater I've known him his mom and his two brothers for many years I've surfed with Kelly many times he also lived in Huntington Beach for a while we've always had a brain a really good relationship and um, I mean obviously he is the goat he is the greatest of all time but 
I mean, I just wanted to touch base on how I got started and who were my influences. Let me know in your comments, you know, who influenced you? You know, if there's something else you want to talk about surfing, I mean, be it the style of boards, be it the equipment with boards, be it wetsuits. I mean, I was with Victory Wetsuits for years and years and years. I understand the wetsuits and everything like that, or just surf locations. We're going to get into that too in one of my other podcasts. We're going to talk about my love affair with Mexico, having my house down there for almost 30 years, and how much I love Total Santos. If you know my pictures and you've seen my pictures, you know how much I love Total Santos, how much I love big waves. I mean, even though I came from a medium-sized, small-wave surfing spot like Huntington Beach, I mean, I grew up surfing the wedge on bomb days. You've seen my photos. You guys have seen my videos of me at Porto. You've seen my videos of me and photos at Mavericks, at Ghost Streets, at different places. But you know, just let me know. And we'll talk about it. And I want to thank you for listening to my first podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. Any comments at all are always welcome. Your opinions are always welcome. And um, I want to thank you for listening to this one. This is my second podcast. Hopefully I'll get a little bit better and stop rambling a little bit. And um, we'll talk about another subject in the future days. I want you all to have a blessed day. And thank you once again for listening to my podcast. Christopher Thomas out. Peace.